Yes, amigos, how's it going? This is episode six of the Modern Day Leader. And first of all, I want to apologize if you can hear the fan to the left of me. But as I'm recording this episode, it's 26 degrees. It's saying that my office is 32 degrees. So I literally feel like I'm sat in the Sahara Desert at this moment in time. So yeah, currently sat in my boxer shorts uh, filming, uh, recording a podcast. That's a joke, by the way. I've not not sat in my boxer shorts. I've actually sat in a pair of shorts. So I feel like I could jump in a bath of ice and just happily just rest in peace there for about three, three hours at this moment in time. But anyway, joking aside... This podcast, I'm going to be sharing 10 books that have changed my life and what I've learned from each book. So what have been the key lessons? And before I start sharing the books that have really changed the game for me, I want to tell you a funny story. So I didn't really read a proper book until I was about 25 years old. Despite me going to English class, I was in the bottom set for English, um, partly because of a behaviour. I was a bit of a class clown, so I was put in the bottom set. And I just didn't see the value in English. Like, why would you read books? I wanted to be out. I wanted to be playing sport. It just wasn't my cup of tea. So my first proper book that I read was probably about 25 years old, believe it or not. And in that time, I've read close to 300 books um, over the last 10 years or so, mainly on personal development, psychology. It's something that I'm just very, very interested in. And I started reading books because one of the guys, like one of my kind of uni friends, made a comment that I was a bit stupid basically and I was when I came to university I don't know how I made it to university I was a little bit stupid so me being me I was like right fuck you pardon the French I want to start reading books because I thought well if I want to become smarter I'll start reading books because that's what smart people do so that's what kind of got me into reading and yeah I soon started to realize like some of the books that I picked up like one of the first books that I ever read was Tony Robbins Awaken the Giant Within And that was one of the books that helped me stop smoking because back in the day, I used to smoke 40 cigarettes. I used to go out a lot with my mates and I'll share kind of more of my background story in a different podcast. I think it could make for a really good episode. But I realized that these books gave me a new way of thinking, a new way of living and the kind of like habits, the beliefs that I had about myself. So I started to realize that it was it was possible to lead a different life. And just because I was stupid for, you know, the first part of my life didn't mean that I'd have to be stupid for the rest of my life. And if I applied some of the things that I was learning in this book, I could change my life too. So anyway, I'm going to start by sharing the first book. Um, like this, this isn't in any particular order. These are just 10 books that I've read over the last decade that have really changed my life. So the first book is a book called Who Moved My Cheese? And it's a book about mice, believe it or not. And the kind of concept of the book is about being able to adapt and recognising that we are living in a world, a fast-paced society where things are changing. And the people that go far in life, the people that succeed, are able to adapt. They're able to deal with unsettling circumstances. And rather than trying the same thing that used to work, there may come a point at which it will no longer work. So how quickly are you able to adapt? How quickly are you able to go on a new path, even when your world feels like it's been taken under your feet? How quickly can you go and find some cheese? That's the kind of concept of the book. And it sounds like just, it sounds a bit basic, but it's honestly one of the best books that I've read. And it's a book that you could probably read in two hours or less. Who Moved My Cheese? Um, And what I'll do, guys, is I will put in the notes section I will put all the books and I will put a link hopefully it will let me allow me to link to the book so if you fancy any of these books then obviously feel free to get them by clicking the link the second book is a book called The Man's Search for Meaning by Dr Viktor Frankl 
Now this book is about a guy who survived the Holocaust. Basically, he was a he was a doctor. I think he was a psychiatrist. And long story short, he was a successful guy who lost all of his family, and he went from having an identity of being a successful doctor, a psychiatrist, to then all of a sudden living in a concentration camp, not even being known as a name, just being given a number, having his head shaved, his glasses taken off him, his shoes taken off him. Basically, every single part of this man's life was taken away from him. And it's, a, it's his diary and how he found meaning in such dire circumstances. Obviously, with the concentration camps, people were dying every single day in the gas chambers. And it's a man's diary of how he found meaning despite having lost everything. And it's an incredible book because you realise that, yes, we've got challenges, yes, we've got struggles, and life can feel really freaking hard. But if a guy who's lost everything can survive and come out of a concentration camp and still find meaning, then most of us that are listening to this podcast, yeah, we, we don't even, you know, we don't know how lucky we've got it. So that's an incredible book. And whenever I'm kind of feeling a little bit lost in life, which happens quite regularly, um, that's a book that I'll pick up. So I reckon I'll probably read that every couple of years because it just kind of smacks me in the face in a nice way and just makes me realise how lucky I am and to stop kind of moaning about stuff. The third book is The Chimp Paradox. So this is a pretty popular book. I'd be surprised if you haven't heard of it. But what I loved about this book is how well it explains psychology. Like, I love psychology, but I don't love all the science part of it, you know, all the boring stuff. I just want to know how it applies to me, how I can relate it to my own performance. So in The Chimp Paradox books, Dr. Steve Peters talks about the brain in a really simple way, and he uses an analogy with three parts, which is basically you've got your human brain, which is like your conscious mind, your thinking mind. You've got your chimp brain, which is like your emotions and your survival mechanism. Then you've got your computer, which is like your hardware, which is a mixture of human input, chimp input, and then over time you develop a database and this is how people develop phobias, for example, like you see a spider and a loud and hear a loud noise at the same time, your computer stores that as like a bad experience. So what's really, really interesting about that is you get to understand how the brain works and recognise like how to think differently, how to relate to different situations and ultimately I'm Personally speaking, I'm a very emotional person. You know, I wear my heart on my sleeve. What you see is what you get. So for me, it can be a good thing because it means that I'm empathetic. I care deeply. I think deeply about things. But at the same time, sometimes my emotions can be volatile. Sometimes I can struggle with certain things. So that book for me was an absolute game changer. Just understanding how the brain works in a really simple way gives you practical examples. And honestly, it's a book that I believe that every single person on this planet needs to read. The fourth book is a book called Mindset by Carol Dweck. So I read this, probably one of the first books I read, probably one of the first 10 books I read. And the concept of this book is that we've got two types of mindset. We've got a fixed mindset and we've got a growth mindset. So people with fixed mindsets have very firm beliefs, like they are who they are. There's no way that they can change. The world is the way it is. There's just no other way around it. Just people that are very, very stubborn and just see things in a set way then people with a growth mindset may not necessarily be where they want to get to, but they believe that if they start doing things differently, they can get a different outcome. So for me, like 10 years ago, I would have classed myself as stupid, but I started reading books and I realized that actually maybe I could become a little bit smarter. So the, the way that I achieved that was being open to a possibility that actually I can improve. I might not ever be Stephen Fry. I'll never be Stephen Fry or Stephen Hawkins or any of these smart people, but I could definitely become a damn sight 
a lot smarter than what I currently was. So it's that ability to believe that growth is possible and nothing is fixed. And if you look around you, you'll notice that people have fixed mindsets. People have very firm opinions about stuff. But there'll also be people out there that's like willing to try new things, willing to read a book, willing to take a new lesson, willing to go to the gym and try it out for the first time. And growth-minded people go much further in life than fixed mindset people. So that was a book that I absolutely loved. Then we've got the fifth book, which was Atomic Habits. So again, another very, very popular book. It's all about habits. And the thing that stood out to me in that book was, well, there's a lot of things. Every single chapter, I think I took something from. But it's about habit stacking. So whenever you want to integrate something positive into your life, attach it to something that you already currently do. So for example, when, when I wake up in the morning, the first thing I do is drink water. That's just a natural habit that I've got. And I was struggling sometimes to take my supplements. You know, I was I was missing my supplements. I'd maybe take them like three to four days a week and then the rest of the time I would forget. So what I started to do was put my multivitamins, like a tray of multivitamins, and then put a pipe glass that I would use to fill up the water. So all of a sudden, I attached that habit to what I was currently doing, and therefore I never missed taking the, 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 the tablets ever again. So that was something that really stood out, but it's ultimately about how we create habits and how we break habits that don't serve us and how we create habits that do serve us. The sixth book is a book called Relentless by a guy called Tim Grover. Now this guy trained Michael Jordan in the gym. He's a really switched on dude and his mindset is pretty savage. Like his outlook on stuff is, is pretty hardcore to be fair. But the book Relentless was amazing and it's just talking about the sacrifices that top level people make to get to where they are today. And it talks a lot about Michael Jordan. It talks a lot about what most people just aren't aware of. When you look at successful people, you tend to see the tip of the iceberg. You tend to see the success, the cars, the fame, you know, all the glory. But what you don't tend to see is like the hours and hours of practice and the, the type of mindset, like what lies beneath the tip of the iceberg. So the book Relentless was amazing. The seventh book is a book called The Values Factor by Dr. John Martini. Now in this book, what was I found was phenomenal was this book gets you to understand what you're all about, what you value, what's important to you. And I spent a lot of my life just kind of doing things, but not really knowing why I'm doing things. So what I took from this book was like, if you understand your values and what you stand for, you can make decisions then that are going to align to what you want in life. So for me, my, my values in life are my family, my business, my constant development, my personal development, reading books, listening to podcasts, my health and fitness and my business as well like my sorry my personal finances you know investing um you know having different investments in property stock market etc etc those are the five things that i i'm always constantly thinking about and to get to your values to understand your values ask yourself a couple of these questions what do you spend the most time thinking about what do you spend the most time doing what do you spend most of your money on? If you can answer those three questions, you'll find out very quickly what you value the most in life. So the values factor by Dr. John Martini is absolutely incredible. And again, it will just give you kind of a bit of a roadmap for how to create a better life for yourself. Number eight is a book called Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself by Dr. Joe Dispenza. Um, again, this is like a book on yeah how to break habits, how to create new habits. There's a famous saying that Dr. Joe Dispenza is, is famous for, and it's neurons that fire together, wire together. So the more that you repeat something, the stronger that network becomes. So if you've got negative networks, if you've got negative beliefs about yourself, if you can break that network and reprogram your brain, all of a sudden, 
that old work network is disconnected and that new work new network is connected so it's about rewiring your brain rewiring your thoughts and yeah again you change your thoughts you change your life <coughs> sorry guys i've got a throg in my throat i've got this um fan blowing and then i've got the window open and it's like i said it's 26 degrees so hay fever is really really high so yeah apologies if i sound like a 40 day smoker which I used to be, by the way. But anyway, that's an episode for another day. Um, the ninth book, okay, is Rich Dad, Poor Dad. So this book was, it's more to do with kind of like investing and again, living below your means. So depending on how much money you get each month, always trying to save 10%. And it's about investing into things that go up in value, whether that's property, whether that's, you know, potentially pensions, stocks, uh, companies, whatever it may be. And then also like investing into yourself. I honestly believe that the best investment you can make is into yourself. Um, you know, we've got so many, you know, I've been guilty of this in the past. We buy materialistic things, we buy clothes, we buy, you know, designer stuff. We, we buy stuff that temporarily makes us happy, but never really kind of fills the void that we're looking for it to fill. But I found that by investing myself, investing in coaching, one of the best investments you can make so i read rich dad poor dad again about 10 years ago probably one of the first books that i read and what i started to do was save start to live below the money that i was getting i started to use that money to gain compound interest to give me flexibility to give me freedom you know and even to this day i try and save 20 percent of my income and i try and invest on myself 10 to 20 percent of that income onto myself each month so i have a fitness coach i have a business coach i have a mindset coach i buy probably three to five books each month I'm constantly investing into myself and as a byproduct of that, the way I see it is it allows me to help myself and therefore it allows me to help other people have a good impact on the world. That's that's what for me this is all about is how many lives can I change? That is my mission in my life. How do I positively impact my children's lives, my wife's lives, every single person that I come into contact with, I want to try and create a positive experience and that is my mission to, to change as many lives as possible and how can I do that if I'm not investing into myself? The tenth book is a book called Think and Grow Rich. So this is an old book. I think it might even be 60 years old by a guy called Napoleon Hill. Um, and again, one of the first books that I read, I've read it about five, five times since. And again, it was very much about your thoughts control your life, what you think about you attract. So if you focus, whatever you focus on, it's true. It becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. So if you believe that you will always be out of shape or that you will never find a happy relationship or you will never you know be good at a certain thing then the likelihood of that coming true is, is very very high but on the flip side if you believe that actually you're capable of starting a business or running a business you're capable of getting a six-pack and having a fantastic physique then all of a sudden like you will attract things into your life that will support that. So if you would have told me, you know, 12 years ago that I'd have a business that I've got today, I would have laughed. I would have been like, there's no way that that's possible. But over time, after reading books, after developing confidence, you know, after being through a lot of challenges, a lot of setbacks, I now have a completely different belief about myself. And I now believe that I can get to the next level. And that's come about by having that one thought that maybe actually I could do this, just just being open to that possibility. So the book Think and Grow Rich was absolutely incredible, a really, really good book. So yeah, in summary, guys, 10 books, Who Moved My Cheese, Man's Search for Meaning, Chimp Paradox, Mindset, Atomic Habits, Relentless, The Values Factor, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Think and Grow Rich. So what I will do is I will put all of those books in the notes section. And like I said, I'm going to try and put a link. And I would, even if you just pick up one book, 
see which one you, you fancy and just take that one book and, and pick it up and read it. And if you're not a big reader, get it on audiobook. All these books you can get on Audible and it's a perfect opportunity to, to listen to it on your commute to work. You know, I, this this year alone, what are we in? Like we're in September. I think I've listened to about 15 to 20 books just from commuting, walking to the gym, walking to the swimming bath, walking to Tesco and back. Like it's a phenomenal way to learn, to grow. You could do it whilst you're painting the kitchen, you know, sat in the garden on a nice sunny day relaxing. So I appreciate reading isn't for everybody, but if you're commuting, if you've got that time, if you walk a lot or just fancy listening as opposed to actually actively reading, audiobooks are phenomenal. So yeah, let me know your thoughts, guys. Um, as always, happy to answer any questions. And I just wanted to share the 10 books that have changed my life. They've, they've completely changed my thoughts and therefore they've changed my life. And yeah, the goal of this podcast is to add value, to share stories, to get great guests on and just to share some of the things that have worked for me. Um, so yeah, hope that's cool, guys. Have a phenomenal week and uh, I will see you at the next episode.